Welcome back to Grown Man's Book Club. It's your host, Puzzle Making Poe. And yes, we are in recovery. Yesterday was intense. If you heard any of the episodes, I was not at my full energy. And today I feel a lot better and we're coming with you guys with really, um, it's creeping on me, you know, as the day goes, I got some cloud coverage breaking up, the sun's coming out, you know, we're gonna have a good day, have a workout later on, we may end up start filming these and make these into a series as well on a YouTube and extend the platform onto our website as we've talked about in the past. So starting off, we're here with the Grown Event Book Club, which is a segment, a part of the God's Brain Network that we're really focusing on bringing literature to the average man to benefit their life. And, you know, one important thing is our history, understanding the history of the man. Uh, Women are very important to us as well and to our society. Although we need to find more inspiration and motivation for people to educate themselves in this world. Self-education is important, and it sounds stupid, but it is key to really developing some sort of knowledgeable society that we'd like to obtain for any type of generation in the future. And I'm not going to say I'm not some monkey, because I am. I'm not going to lie. A lot of y'all just say, what the fuck just happened? Don't worry about it. Everybody does things differently, you know? But the biggest thing is remaining on a level of our life where we're staying clean. Being clean is what enables us to have a life where we're growing and learning lessons. So, like, a lot of y'all already know what this is. We usually start it later because we're going to do some talking in the beginning before we kick off reading. I just want to spend some time to really let you guys know what this book club is about. It's not just for any average person. It's for someone who wants to take notes on where they come from and remember that we're all in part of where we're going. You know, whether you're a man or not, This is what this is designed for. So the more in tune you are with it, the more successful it is. And if you feel part of this network, then you should remember that karma comes around. So as we give, we take, we get back, and we go. And we move forward. So as we move forward, we really have to appreciate where we came from. So I'm appreciating that for everyone that has came by. So, we evolved from animals. Everybody knows that. And 
as an animal form, we really take two sides, male or female. It's pretty simple. As this podcast evolves, I don't want to repeat this type of shit. Um, anyone that feels like they're in between those two, I mean, my prayers for you, really. Like, I'm going to pray for you tonight. If you feel like you're in between a male and a female. Because it's just, it's a hard world enough, as it is. And to feel like you're in between those, like, man, you get your own battles, you know? And that's like a big issue we have with identity. And that's what this podcast is for, is for people who I already identify as, man, this gives you a place to start, you know? Once you admit your roots of what we've done, because both of the books we've really read about, Frederick Douglass and um, you know, the massacre of Tulsa in the Greenwood District has a lot to deal with broken men and you know the white man who came up to lynch Dick Rowland were broken. The men who chased the girl in the novel of Frederick Douglass off the bridge where she jumped off and committed suicide, they were broken. Way before they did that act. And after, can you assume the amount of guilt they held? To be in that? So yeah, I've been here giving myself a pedicure for six minutes. Fuck y'all. Just doing my own fucking thing. So, before we get going, anyone who listened through this bullshit at the beginning, this taboo craziness, (laughs) that's what it is, just know this Florida boy has a lot of love. He plans on giving it back to everyone who's participated in this experience that we call the network of God's brand. It's been a wild one. Started a long time ago. A lot longer than I was around. But I'm here to manifest it and be a witness to the past and the future and the present. So before we get going, 666 is when we start. Chapter 12, 151. Welcome to God's Brand, and before we get off, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee, because fuck you, and then here we go. You already know what it is. If you skipped off in the beginning, then you know that we're starting off with this book right here, and we're going to read about what happened before the Harlem Renaissance took place. This one's a banger, y'all. I already feel it. So, Prince Freeling, who is kind of... A main figure in the last chapter, if y'all didn't read, because I know a lot of y'all are just tuning in like, what is this God's brand stuff? Anyways, Prince Freeling is one of the people that had a very big hand in all of this with the grand jury to a lot of other landmark cases we found with our Supreme Court um, in the 19, like the teens, you know. So anyways, let's get it going. 
Prince Freeling was about one thing. The black African-American of 1921 was not the black African-American of the, 19, I mean the 1880s and 1890s. The term New Negro had been around for 25 years at this time of the Tulsa riot, but was beginning to come into void only with the dawn of the Harlem Renaissance. The decades after Reconstruction had been a disaster for African Americans, especially in the South. Civil rights and economic opportunity disappeared into the darkness like white-robed vigilantes. Officially, the Ku Klux Klan had been put out of business, but really, it had only took off its mask and moved into state capitals, county courthouses, and city halls. With Plessy v. Ferguson in 1896, state-sponsored segregation and discrimination became a federally protected institution. Jim Crow proliferated as the release of D.W. Griffin's incendiary Birth of a National and Williams J. Smithens, Smith, S- Simmons. Creation of the new Ku Klux Klan, both in 1915, glamorized the violence that made subgation of an entire race possible, possible from the new oppression. Emerged from the New Negro, successful generations of African Americans increasingly declined to accept less than their share. The New Negro manifested himself not only in the formation of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, but... Wait, let me just reread that. The New Negro manifested himself not only in the formation of the NAACP but also in the Arkansas Delta farmers who demanded fair dealing from their white landlords. It could be seen in W.E.B. Depoy's Talented Tenth, but almost in the dreams of determination of Greenwood shopkeepers and school teachers in the Chronicles of Mary per- Pershing, and in the bitter anger of the ex-serviceman O.B. Mann in as a World War I veteran, Manon belonged to a class of blacks many whites found particularly unsettling. These were men who had been in a fight, who had tasted blood and known victory. Most importantly, they had, been, they had seen a world beyond the one they knew. To be sure, most of the 270,000 African Americans who entered the military during the United States. Short but decisive participation in the war to end all wars were kept as far from the front lines as possible. The majority of these who made it to France were employed as stevedores, truck drivers, construction workers, and common laborers. They were treated badly, sometimes abominably so, but that did nothing to dampen their conviction that they were invested more than ever in their country and that their country owed them something in return. About 40,000 men were in army, two black combat divisions, the 92nd and 93rd. 
The 93rd made up mostly of National Guardsmen from New York, Chicago, Washington, D.C., Cleveland, and Massachusetts, were commanded by the National Guard's Senior Infantry Officer, Bridge Durrell. General Roy Hoffman of Oklahoma, attached to the French Army of the 93rd, earned considerable acclaim. Especially the Harlem Hellfighters of the 369th Regiment. The Hellfighters were renowned not only for their courage in combat, but for a jazz band led by James Reese Europe. So what's Europe without Europe? Come on now, y'all know James, get it poppin'. We're gonna end it there because that was a lot of knowledge, but we're not trying to push it. Because we just coolin' with our partners.